On today's episode of Secrets of Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to have Chris George, the co-founder and CEO of SubSummit and the previous founder of Gentleman's Box on the podcast. Oh man, we had such a good conversation. We talked all things subscription. We talked and worked through one of my companies that does not run subscriptions. And Chris gave me all sorts of incredible ideas that I think will really get your wheels turning. Guys, this is an episode that you are absolutely not going to want to miss. Guys, I seriously found the best app ever for creative testing. If you haven't used Motion yet, the creative analytics platform used by all of the top e-com D2C brands like Viore, True Classic, The Farmer's Dog, Hexclad, and hundreds more to ship more winning ads, here's why you gotta try it out. Everybody knows that the right creative is the number one lever for success with paid ads. That is legitimately how you make money, but consistently shipping new winning creative you're going to need media buyers and creative teams that are all actually on the same page or rowing in the same direction. As of right now, you're probably spending hours trying to just find, to like go back and forth with Google Sheets and your ad platforms and your tools. And then you're probably spending even more time plugging all of that back into different decks, all for the rest of your team to tell them what actually works. Or maybe you build your own automated solution using like Google Data Studio, Looker, Tableau, but it still can't deliver that tactical creative insights that you actually need to scale. Well, in a perfect world, you can have an elegant way to combine both the visual assets and that performance data so that media buyers can save time and creative teams can get all of the details that they need to make great ads all in one specific place. And that's where Motion comes in. And you guys know I've talked about Motion a ton on this podcast. I love these guys. In seconds, you can build powerful visual reports using data from your ad accounts, including TikTok, Facebook, or Meta, and YouTube as well. You can build these incredibly powerful visual reports. Using all of that data, you can then monitor your performance metrics and see your visual assets in the same platform. There's no need to go back and forth across multiple apps. You're finally going to have media buyers and creative teams all rowing in the same direction, working together to create and scale your next big winner. So if you're ready to learn how to use the best D2C and e-commerce creative tool out there, Motion, please go to motionapp.com and start your free trial. Guys, I am obsessed with this app. If any of you guys have sat down uh, on calls with me, you'll know like it is the source of truth that I go to all of the time. Even better, because they are sponsoring the podcast this month, you get 50% off your first month when you mention uh, myself, Jordan West, or Upgrowth Commerce. So again, go to motionapp.com. Calm onto today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Oh guys, I'm looking forward to diving into this conversation today. There's going to be a lot of back and forth, a lot of, oh Jordan, how could you have done this? You know, you tell us such good things to do and yet you don't do them yourself. I'm looking forward to that portion of this podcast as well. And just in general, looking forward to chatting with Chris. So guys, today I have on Chris George, the co-founder and CEO over at SubSummit. And if you guys have never heard of SubSummit or ever been there before, I think I'm actually going to be up somewhere on stage or doing something this year at SubSummit. And I'm good. super looking forward to that. But I'm just looking forward to this conversation with Chris talking all things subscription. Chris, for people who don't know anything about you or anything about SubSummit, tell us just a little bit about 
who you are and what you guys do. Yeah, so I'm the co-founder and CEO of SubSummit. It's the largest event in the world for all consumer subscription brands. So think everybody from HelloFresh to HBO Max and Peacock to BattleBox, Hunter Killer, Carnivore Club, to your digital subscriptions and membership. I was originally the CEO and co-founder of the Gentleman's Box, which was a subscription box for men. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, and that got acquired in 2020, but that led to us building the largest event in the world for all consumer subscriptions. And so the benefit there is I was a operator that built a D2C subscription brand and then you know, being able to build a conference around what we actually go through as entrepreneurs and building yeah. those subscriptions and building our e-commerce brand, we apply that to the event and it's grown tremendously and we're expecting 2000 people next year in Dallas. Awesome. Awesome. I am super, super pumped to be there. You know, it's really interesting actually when I think about this and it's funny, my respect levels are just so much higher when I'm chatting with a service provider or somebody like you who's running a big event, who's actually done it, right? To me, I'm like, you know, most times it's like, oh, if you can't do, then teach, right? But I love people who can right. do and also teach because it's not as though this is always, I think about this, like, I feel like my mind this week in particular has really been thrown for a bit of a loop watching Elon's response this week. Did you get to see that interview that Elon had? No, there was funny. There was, Paul was telling me about a quote he said about subscriptions, but I don't know if it had anything to do with that. So I did not see. Yeah, uh, no, sorry. Response. This was actually more on, he went on the New York Times and it was this big thing where they're like, oh, so I guess you're on a bit of an apology tour for one of the tweets you made. And, you know, I guess you're just trying to protect subscription revenue, right? Or sorry, advertising revenue. And he's like, they're trying, and he brought up Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, and brought up Bob Iger and said, no, let me make this clear. He's trying to blackmail me with money and just kind of looks and then, and then you can see his wheels turning and then he's like, hey, Bob. Yeah. And then he says, go F yourself. When I watch this moment, I think this is going to be one of those really interesting moments that goes down in history, at least for me, realizing yep. that, oh my gosh, this is not about money. For Elon, none of this is about money. I don't know. Like he sold yeah. all of his properties. He owns no assets anymore. He doesn't care. That's not the game. He's playing a completely different game. And I think it's interesting yep. with people like you and me in this sort of space where it's like, you know, I'm doing a lot of this, this kind of stuff, not because I have a mortgage to pay. I'm doing this because I love it. And I see somebody like you who's had a big exit like that. And it's like, we're doing this for something a little bit bigger, right? Yes, there's money involved and there has to be, there has to be a value exchange. Without a value exchange, there's just no value that's actually there, right? And so I just find this, sorry, just as a quick sort of, you know, ramp up to this conversation, I just find it an interesting concept. Yeah. I mean, look, we built the conference to help other entrepreneurs build better businesses, right? And we realize we're good at that. And we get a lot of gratification out of that. I personally love it when I get an email saying, Chris, I implemented something you mentioned and like it netted us six figures in 30 days. Like that gives me goosebumps and gets me excited. So I like 100% love this. And I think it's a reason for our success is because we do it because we love it, not because of the Totally, totally. I mean, it's interesting because I think, I'm not sure if I met you there too. Everything's a blur, but I'm thinking about different conferences that I've been to, right? And I think that you and I met at Shop Talk. I at least met Paul at Shop Talk. Yeah, you were there too, right? Okay, okay. I'm there every year. Sorry, just a blur, guys, okay? This life is a blur. But interestingly, you know, Shop Talk for me was the lowest value event I've ever been to in my life. Every single talk, I was like, sorry, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do with this. It's like, I could have listened to a big podcast and maybe gotten some of this out versus going to Senlin's event in September. And it was just practical, tactical. Oh my gosh, I was taking notes the entire time. I think I took like three notes at that over mm-hmm. at Shop Talk. And so when I think of events and I think of like, why do you go to an event, right? Like, what are you trying to give to people at SubSummit? And guys, again, they're not sponsors of this podcast or anything. I'm literally just asking because I want to go to good events. I want to go to events that actually make a difference for myself as an operator. And secondly, isn't just a giant sales pitch. Yeah. So one, as an operator, you're going to get actionable takeaways, right? So 
given the different tracks, you would be looking at who's speaking around what, right? And so if it is email marketing, the idea for our speakers that are on stage is to give actionable takeaways. You know, keynotes are, in general, keynotes are a little bit more high level and how did you get to where you were at? And there's not as much takeaways, but that's where there's only a couple of keynotes. We have workshops, right? We want our attendees to go there to learn something that's going to help them grow their business. On top of that, you want to network with other individuals that are in your space. Maybe there's partnership opportunities. Yeah. And then the third reason is to go because you might be able to identify a solution provider that can help you grow and build your business. Yeah. There are so many more Shopify plugins that are coming out. There are more consumer management service platforms. And it's your opportunity to meet those folks and see like, can they help with our bottom line? How can they help with retention? How can they help with customer service? You know, there's a lot of tools out there that a lot of operators aren't aware of. Well, you go to SubSummit to identify mm. those. You also go to SubSummit to identify what's the status of the industry. What's the outlook of subscriptions going into 2024? Truth is like 2024 is a year of retention. How are you enhancing the experience for the customers so that they're getting an experience that you can't get on the retail level. Truth is, as D2C brands, it doesn't matter what you're selling, unless it's, we'll say, dynamic and or exclusive, Amazon will ship it to you faster and sell it to you mm, cheaper, right? Mm -hmm. So then how are you going to build an experience that a consumer can't get on a retail level? If you look at like Chewy, right? Chewy sells pet food and they sell dog treats and dog food and dog toys. So does Amazon. So does Petco. Well, how do they separate themselves from those brands? They built an experience you can't get on a retail yeah, level. Yeah. You land on that site. One of the first questions is, what's your pet's name? They put your food on auto ship. That makes absolute sense. Like, why do I want to carry a 60 pound bag and drive to the store and pick it up and drop it off? No, like Chewy puts it on your doorstep. You hear the stories all the time when like somebody wants to return something. Chewy tells you to donate it to a local shelter. Yeah. You know, they send you flowers when they find out your pet passed right. away. This is things that other brands don't do. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Amazon Certainly brands aren't going to do that, right? Like it's just not no. part of, well, first of all, they don't even have the information nope. to be able to do that, right? That's the problem with that. Funny, I actually, I had a post last week, I think at some point on LinkedIn talking about this difference, right? And, and it was actually about sending traffic to PDPs. Like, I don't know what this obsession with sending traffic to PDPs is with, with marketers. That is the one differentiator that you have as a brand. You have a brand, send them to an immersive experience as a brand. If not, just send them right. to the Amazon PDP. Just go for it. Do that. If all yeah. you're doing yeah. is just selling shit, just go do that, right? Yep. That is the big difference. Yep. And all of these things that you said, I'd love to actually dive in just quickly into the company that you exited. What made that sure. so successful? Like, why was that something, yeah. you know, we can go and buy clothes or whatever it was that you were putting in these boxes. Why was that so successful? Yep. What do you attribute that yeah, to? Yeah, for sure. And real quick, I wanted to touch on one point on Chewy. Yes, please. 70% of their revenue is from their auto ship, which is their subscription. Wow. So keep in mind for those listening that are D2C that don't have a subscription, 70% of Chewy's revenue comes from their subscription where they just mentioned that, their CEO mentioned that earlier this year. That but is surprising. I want to point that out there. I actually didn't know that about them. I was looking from the outside, just like armchair CEOing their business. I'm like, oh, they must be like having to spend a lot to continually acquire these customers. And that's incredible. 70% of their revenue. Think about that, guys. I'm kind of like, hey, Chris, can we just end this now? I'm just going to figure out some subscription ideas for some of our brands because this is kind of dumb that I'm not. Every brand, every brand should have it. I don't know if you follow Gary Vee. I'm sure you know him. I'm sure the listeners know Gary Vee. I did a podcast with him and I got the best soundbite in the world. I asked him what brands he thought should have subscription platforms and his response was every single one of them. And it's the truth. So, um, Oh man, I would but, love that. Did you have Gary at one of your conferences? I had the soundbite. Oh, yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, we played it. Yeah, that because that was like three years ago. So we played it at one of the future conferences. Yeah. But you know, with Gentleman's Box, so here's the thing about subscriptions. In order for there to be a successful subscription, you got to offer one of three things, which is either value, convenience, or access. Gotcha. Right? Okay. 
So if you offer one of those three, three things, you've got a recipe for success. If you look at something like Amazon's, Amazon Prime's membership, it offers all three. Yeah. Access to content through their Amazon Prime video, everyday low prices, and two-day shipping. So they're bringing all three of them. But let's just go to a normal brand like Gentleman's Box. We were offering you value and convenience. We were saying for $29 a month or $100 a quarter, we're going to give you $150 worth of men's accessories. And we're going to deliver it to your door so you don't have to think about this. Yeah. You don't have to buy dress socks anymore. You never got to go look for a new tie. You want to get a taste of some new colognes. We're going to provide that for you. We're going to provide it to you monthly or quarterly, but we're also going to give you value. So you're spending less and you're getting more product. Gotcha. And that's what was the big play there, right? And the thing about something like Gentleman's Box is it's a want to have, not a need to have. That makes it a little bit harder, right? You look at Chewy, they need to feed your pets, right? I absolutely agree. Yeah. Very different. My category is much harder. Yeah. You know, and so the biggest, if you have a brand can provide one of those three things, access, value, or convenience, you've got a business for success. Look at like EA Sports. Yes. Used to buy the games for $60 a game. Now you can pay for a pass that gets you all the games. You pay monthly. Right. It makes sense. They're providing you access to all of these games while building a relationship with the customer and being able to present other offers and use that to keep their relationship going. It's why Lululemon purchased Mir. Yeah. Right. Lululemon, just a retail store, but they got Mir now. They got people on a subscription for working out, which makes sense because they sell workout yeah. clothes. Right. The perfect synergies aligned there. So I like that you're also bringing up two Vancouver companies. Thank you. Thank you very much. Those are all oh. my local people here. So EA and uh, Lulu. Amazing. So that was what really separated Gentleman's Box. We provided you value. We provided you convenience, right? We didn't give you access to anything, but we had two of the three and it was a reason for our success. You know, Chris, I'd love for you to rip me apart right now. I have (laughs) never, and I think probably the issue has been with the subscription is just my lack of focus when it comes to all of the different things that I do and not really running massive visionary in our e-com companies. Yeah, kind of wanting to and throwing some ideas out there every once in a while. I want to talk about specifically, let's talk about one of the companies that I have, and it's a baby clothing company. We've done incredibly well over the years, pretty well known in Canada, trying to enter the States as well. We've never done subscriptions. I actually bought a subscription company, a Bose subscription company, because I thought, awesome, I'm going to take all of their tactics and all the things that they had done, plus the Bose and then start selling them. The problem was when we moved them up to Canada, our cost of goods like tripled. But we just had a terrible supply chain. Anyway, bad acquisition. That's okay. Great lesson learned. But the reason was that I did that is because they had a thousand subscribers and I thought, oh, interesting. Okay, let's try and see what else we can cross sell to them and all of that kind of stuff. But with our baby clothing company, I've just never really been able to hit that mark and figure out, you know, how are we going to do that? You know, especially with ages and them moving up and all of that. I would love for you to just help me out here. Give me some free consulting, Chris. Yeah. So do you sell anything else, whether it's diapers or formula or just clothing? Just clothing right now. Have you thought about that? Absolutely. We've definitely thought about what those sort of cross sells could look like. I think that us building out that infrastructure and building that as one of our products probably isn't something that we want to do right now as far as like diversifying. So, I mean, that's one way. There's multiple. So that's one way, right? So if you look at something like Coterie, right? They have a ton of success with baby diapers, right? And you already have those customers that are buying clothes for their babies. They're going to need these other things. So like, that could be one path. The other path is what about like is this like quarterly parent subscription box, right? So every quarter as the kid ages, you're going to probably know what stage they're at based on the clothes yeah. that they're buying. It's got whether it's parenting books in it. It's got like little toys for the kids. It's got the pacifier. There's some sort of product offering you could build that's this quarterly subscription that ages with the child. And then maybe it gets them to three years old. But at the end of the day, like now you've got these 12 renewals, which is a good lifetime value and a subscription. That's another way to introduce. The other way is you could put people on a subscription model where they get access to the like clothes. And I'm assuming like this clothes 
By the way, what's the age group of the kids? So like, anywhere from newborn all the way to seven, eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and they're buying just one off? Yeah. Yeah. And gosh, I, I mean, mean, our customer lifetime value is amazing. It's about 550 bucks. People come back yeah, time I mean, and time. Gosh, you can build so many subscriptions with this. One, the kids' sizes is changing. So like you could every quarter. So I don't know what the average article of clothing costs, but you could provide a value box that every quarter gets delivered as a kid's growing. It's new clothing delivered every single quarter. And when they sign up similar to like a Stitch Fix where you get all these preferences, colors you like, all this stuff, yeah. female, male, whatever the case may be, every single quarter they spend $100. They get $150 or $200 worth of clothing from you. It's high margin in yeah. that. And that's delivered monthly, yeah. right? And now you tell the parents, like, we're making your life easier. You don't have to shop for clothes. We're going to deliver it to you every single quarter. The other way you could do it is you could deliver them, like, a set of clothing. And then they keep what they want and pay for it. And then send back the ones they don't want. It's like the Stitch Fix yeah. model. And the third one is, like, a membership where for $10 a month, they get 20% off everything in the store. They also get access to all this parenting digital content or they get formula at a discount, or you partner with like a formula company, and now you're building like relationship with the customer. What you want is the customer, when they think they need clothes for their child to come to your site, not go anywhere yeah. else. They will do that if you build a membership or subscription model. Really interesting concept principle, actually, of what you're talking about here, which I just want to point out for a second. And I've told so many people about this, and I want to call him out again. Do you know Neil Goyle over at TapCard? No, but I'm familiar with TapCard. Okay, so anyway, Neil... Just an unreal guy. Neil, if you're listening to this, I love you, man. Like, you're just a great guy. Neil and I were having a chat a little while ago, and he said, hey, I want to tell you about a really interesting stat over at TapCard. He said, when people have five integrations with us, their churn is virtually zero, right? Five integrations. That's not very many integrations in my mind. Like, think of Klaviyo, right? Like, I think that's why Klaviyo has been so incredibly successful. It's like, yeah, as much as like their user interface is like from the 80s, you can't really go anywhere else until I mean, Sendlane has come in and they're doing a lot, but Sendlane has to build all these integrations with companies. And so I think about that on this subscription sort of side and being able to use that same principle of being that one stop shop where you are integrated with all of these different things. And so of course they're going to come to you, right? Yeah. I don't know. You're getting my wheels spinning here, Chris. This is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's like, why do you pay for your Costco membership? I was at Costco uh, last night. I'll tell you, I'm a big Costco dude. And also speaking of Charlie Munger passed away this week. Very sad. Oh, yeah, he did. I don't think Costco would be yeah, what it is yeah. without Charlie. So yeah, I think that happened Wednesday or Tuesday. But think about Costco, you go there and that's the only place you grocery shop, especially in bulk. And it's also where you get your gas. Like, you don't think about going anywhere else. You pay that membership yeah. and you go to Costco. You don't go anywhere yeah. else, right? Like, yeah, there's some specialty stores you might go to for some fresh food or fresh, you know, but your bulk of your groceries are at Costco because you pay the membership. To do so. That's right. That's right. And that's where they make the majority of their profit is on that membership as well, which is very interesting. Do I think I'm smarter than Costco? Because that's the way I'm acting right now. No, well, I don't think either of us are. <laughs> But, you know, they did something right. That's for sure. But hey, guys, before we get back to today's episode, I just wanted to tell you about an app that I am absolutely loving, and it's the Motion app. It is the most incredible way to see all of your creative insights in one place. Our team at Upgrowth is using it absolutely religiously on every single account. The brands that we own, we're using it on every single account. It's an absolute no-brainer. I know a lot of you have actually reached out to me asking if I can demo it for you. And maybe I should make a Loom video for you guys or something like that. But I highly recommend going over to motionapp.com. Mention Jordan West or mention Upgrowth Commerce and you're going to get 50% off of your first month. And that's after the free trial. Again, that's motionapp.com. Go check it out, guys. Chris, what's one light bulb moment from last sub summit 
that you don't want people to miss this next year? The light bulb moment from Sub Summit, I'd say was for the audience, was understanding that with your business, you're not competing against other brands that are in your industry. Huh. Customers now are very savvy and you're fighting for a share of wallet. Yeah. So if you have a baby subscription, you're not just competing with the other baby subscriptions. You're competing with Netflix. You're competing with HelloFresh. You're competing with all the other subscriptions, all the other dollars the customer spends monthly. Mm. So you have to focus on building a really good experience for your own brand. Don't worry about the competitors. Yeah because we're fighting for share of wallet now. Prior to 2022, consumers were adding more subscriptions than they were canceling. Mm. So they might cancel a subscription and add three. The graph in 2022 crossed. So if they add one, they're canceling one. Customers are being more savvy. Yeah. That makes it so that you're competing for a share of wallet. I did a keynote with the CEO and co-founder of Truebill, which is now Rocket Money. They manage all your subscriptions. They've got all this data. Mm. So. Customers are going to add a subscription. They're going to cancel one. And you want to do everything you can to make sure you're not at the top of that list. It's funny because anecdotally, I actually get that. Like, you know, I would say we're pretty lucky to be in the sort of financial situation that we're in. And yet I still am doing that exact same thing right now. I'm like, no, no, no more subscriptions. And even on like on all subscriptions in our companies and personally and all these things, just making sure that we're cutting down. And I think it's just this sort of little dip that we're in right now that we're just getting into this. People are being more savvy. Yeah. And right, the next generation of consumers don't want to own anything. Yeah. I'm learning to not worry about being understood. Makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. It's funny, people who listen to this podcast, you know, and who have listened for a long time probably know my entire world is in frameworks, right? I hear this and I'm like, huh, where does that sit? I think about seven habits, seven habits of highly effective people, book I read multiple times a year. It's funny, I actually haven't read it in 2023 or yeah, yeah, 2023. That's where we are. So I'm going to have to get through that one uh, before the end of the year again. But I think of that one habit of seek first to understand, then to be understood, right? And so many of us want to go the opposite way, right? No, you need to get me. I even think about like my marriage relationship. It's constantly like, you don't get me. You don't get what I'm saying. And it's like, oh, actually, the habit is actually to understand you. And then maybe you'll get me. And that's okay. I speak at a lot of colleges across the US. I like to inspire the next generation of consumers. I think that a lot of them are blinded by what social media has shown as to like what success looks like. And I believe that what people present to the world isn't their authentic presence. And once you get comfortable with presenting your authentic presence, you are going to gravitate the people that should be in your life. Yeah. Those are the people that are gonna, the right people that are gonna come to you when you present your authentic presence. When too many of us are showcasing what we aren't on social media. Totally. And then wondering why the friends or the people that gravitate towards you aren't your people. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's the truth, right? You know, you hear the saying, the five people you spend the most time with is going to dictate what your future looks yeah. like. Well, if you're not authentic with who you are, you're going to attract the wrong five. And then your life path isn't going to look good. And so I think that comes in a little bit of entrepreneurship too. Like for those that have this D to C brands, those that are listening, like understand as to why are you doing it? If you're doing it just to make money, like you're actually setting yourself up for failure. If you're doing it because you love it, great. And if you're doing it, and as long as you're humble about it and you're not doing it to showcase off like who you are and doing it just to spend wildly versus doing good with it. I think all that comes into play in life. I learned this because I lived yeah. it. Yeah. Up until I was 33, all I did was build businesses to make money. Yeah. That's all I cared about. When we started SubSummit, we didn't build it to make any money. We've now built the biggest business we've ever built. I was going to say, I bet you're doing our, just fine in that business now, hey? I mean, the truth is because our number one priority is helping others build better businesses. And that's what we stick yeah. to. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really interesting too for people like Chris, and maybe I'm a tiny bit in that category too. 
you get to this certain level of wealth or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, that didn't satisfy that deep ache within me. Oh, oh, okay. That's all short-term happiness. It is. And it's funny because we were talking about Elon a little bit earlier. And it's so interesting to see a man like him and what this mission that he's on, right? Do you think he gives a shit about being the richest man in the world? He's had hundreds of millions and he's lost hundreds of millions and made hundreds of millions and billions and lost hundreds of millions. It's never a fact. Yeah, the dude's trying to save humanity. That's what his goal is, right? Is, Is to really save this human race. And then we're all just piling on him all the time and like, oh, how dare you tweet that one little thing you tweeted? And it's like, yeah, the dudes, he's playing a different game than everybody else. Okay. So let's just watch and enjoy. Yeah. 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 He's playing chess like six moves ahead and everybody else is still playing chess. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. But yeah, I mean, I think that entrepreneurs, you know, just got to figure out what's even better than like what you love. It's like, what are you at? And then what you're good at is what you should do double down on that right so hopefully that was inspiring to some people that was inspiring to me if anyone chris so (laughs) it's like 37 and i still feel like i'm a 20 year old you know just like oh yeah yeah okay that was a really good point chris what's one thing that you used to believe that you just don't believe anymore what did i used to believe Hmm. i used to (laughs) this is gonna get deep again please i don't know i used to believe it mattered what other people think don't believe that anymore Mm. we're just caught up I think that this stuff resonates me because I think while it may seem like so cliche or surface level, it actually matters. Because when you're so worried about what other people think, it affects how you build your business. It affects how you live your life. Like when I built the gentleman's box, people said it was a stupid idea. When I sold it, they said that's all you got for it. So like whether you win or lose, somebody's going to have an opinion, right? And so it was like, nobody's going to be happy. Somebody's going to have some sort of criticism. So whether you're successful or not, Somebody is going to give you some criticism. You just say thank you and you move on, right? And so I used to worry a lot about what other people might think about what I was doing or why I was doing it. I do not anymore. I used to believe it mattered, right? And I don't believe it matters anymore at all. And it's not an easy thing. I mean, you start, you deal with it every single day. Like, what's someone going to think if I post this? Or what's somebody going to think if I do this? Or man, just forget about it all. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Chris, I got to see the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling a business? It's a loaded question, Jordan. Oh man, I could go a lot with this, but I think, look at for D2C brands, my answer is going to be that you have to understand where your customer's attention is and you have to double down on that in order to scale. On another level, like the secret to scaling in business is like being consistent and organized. Consistency is just so critical. So I, I don't know if I answered the question the way you wanted me to. If it's in business, it's about identifying where your customer's audience or where your customer's attention yeah. is. That's the number one thing, right? We always try to try all these different marketing tactics and we try to throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. I say, make sure that wall is pretty sticky before you throw the spaghetti at it. Right? And that's very Gary V as well, right? Like if I think of like what Gary V has brought to this world, it's like you're trying to get people's attention, right? Whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're the king of that. Where is their attention is critical. That's how you scale. And you double down on that. Like your audience's attention might be on TikTok. It might be on Facebook. It might be on TV. It might be on Instagram. You need to know where it really is and you need to double down on that and like go super like granular within it and understand it. And that becomes really important in scaling. Also, you've got to know your customer lifetime value customer acquisition costs. It's impossible to scale without it. And you have to get consistent feedback from your customer. All that plays a big part. I want to go into the consistency thought there as well, because I think that a lot of people discount this long-term consistency, right? Like, you know, what was the eighth wonder of the world? It's compound interest, right? Was that a Charlie Mungerism? I think it might've been. It's either him or Warren Buffett who said that. And the whole idea is just like, these short-term things that you do that seem really small compound over time. 
right? Consistency in yeah. the right direction. That is the way to yeah. go, right? Sure, rocket yeah. ships are interesting to watch. That's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in building something that's long-term sustainable, right? Right, And I mean, beautiful. Yeah, look at like in life. Like if you go to the gym for a week, you're not going to see anything yeah. happen. You go to the gym for six months straight, you will see results. The same thing happens with work. You've got to be consistent. My calendar is booked from the time I wake up to where it says I'm going to the gym to when I get to the office to when I might be having lunch if I have a chance to have one. Then every half hour of the day has something in it to when I'm like playing pickleball at 6 p.m. at night. Yeah, that's in your calendar. So that's in my calendar. So I know what I'm doing and I stay consistent on that. And everybody around me knows what I'm doing. And it allows me to stay consistent in getting the things that I need to get done. Everything comes from consistency. And so- when you consistently work towards your business and you set aside the time and you don't stop, you are only going to see progression. It's impossible. Not yeah. To. Yeah, absolutely. You just yeah. may not see it on day one or day seven, right? No, you never will. Like, yeah, you can't get rich tomorrow. Anybody who thinks they're going to get rich tomorrow is not going to get rich yeah. tomorrow unless they get lucky, right? I mean, we built Gentleman's Box for six years, right? Before something eventually happened with it. And this conference, we've been building it for eight years. And whatever happens with that future, like it's because of the consistency that we put into yeah. it. Yeah, it's funny for me on this podcast, it's the same thing, right? This will be like 520 episodes. People are like, how do you do it? I'm like, I schedule it. I schedule it and it's a priority. And you know what? You probably had one listener in the first week and three listeners in the fourth week. And by the 10th episode, you might've had 20 listeners and 19 of them were your friends. But now I'm sure there's so many. Yeah, there's a few more than that. It's actually funny. I hopped on with a great client at our agency this morning. And he's like, you know, Jordan, I just want to say, like, I've worked with you for a while. I still listen to every single episode. And I'm like, it's amazing. You do? I say some pretty stupid stuff on that podcast, but no, thank you. That one, you should be super proud. 500 episodes is like, that is going to pay you so many dividends. It's going to be insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it already I does. I can only imagine. It's absolutely phenomenal. Chris, thank you so much for coming on. I got, I got three more questions for you. I hope that you're ready for these ones. Yeah. We got five minutes. I got to jump on a call with TikTok. Okay. So, okay. So we'll make yeah, these quick. Favorite tool or app? Yep. that you're uh, using right now? Oh, for my business? I leave this so open-ended, Chris. I know. I'm so sorry I keep asking. One, because we don't have a brand that we run anymore, right? So like my head right away went to HubSpot. You know? Oh, awesome. So, so about yesterday know. too, and no one had ever said HubSpot before. I'm like, that yeah. is the infrastructure for selling shit. Like, of course. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, So HubSpot. <laughs> yeah, HubSpot. Okay, cool. Awesome. Favorite podcast or audio book that you're listening to? Mm, gosh, I just stopped. I mean, Gary Vee was there for a long time. He's the last one I really jumped into. So it's going to be Gary's. I don't remember which part. I actually haven't jumped in the like, last couple of months. Okay. So. Okay. That's Wait, Gary Vee, Simon Sinek, and Jay Shetty are guys that I love. Oh, all- oh Seth Godin, by the way, for marketers. Seth Godin's got a brilliant mind. Yes. So I listened to his podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Seth is one of those ones that's like, everyone else is like down here and Seth is just in a different world. So. Yeah, no, he's like, he gives such real life examples. He's such a good person to listen to if you're a marketer. Oh, absolutely. Last question for you, Chris. You just found out you have a year to live. What changes? I have a year to live. What changes? Uh, I spend more time with my friends and family. Awesome. Awesome. I wouldn't have expected anything different from you, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people follow you and then also find out a little bit more about SubSummit? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram and LinkedIn under Chris G Certified. I post videos all the time on both those platforms. But check out the conference, subsummit.com. If you've got a D2C brand, we've got a lot of ways to get you to the conference for free. Our goal is to help these brands grow better businesses. We've got a hosted buyer program. It's an application. If you're a D2C brand, you can come to Sub Summit for free. So check that out. There's like 600 available slots. And cool. so 
I'd apply sooner than later. Yeah. But yeah, subsummit.com and, and LinkedIn and Instagram at Chris G. Certified. That's great. Guys, remember everything that Chris and I have talked about today will be down in the show notes. Any of those links, anything that Chris has said will be down in the show notes there. So please check those out. I'd love to see some of you guys there and let me know that you found out about Subsummit from the podcast. That just gives me good feelings. So Chris, thank you again so much for your time today. Of course. Thanks, Jordan. I appreciate it. Hey guys, just wanted to say thanks again so much for listening to the podcast. If I could ask one favor of you, it would be to share this with your other e-commerce store owner friends. Uh, we want uh, everyone in the e-com space uh, to be listening to this podcast and lots of you guys already are. And we really, really appreciate that. One last thing before you go as well is we are offering to our podcast listeners a free e-commerce growth plan where we go from strategy to sale with your brand in this e-commerce growth plan. So feel free to go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com slash grow and apply for a free growth plan today. Thank you all again so much for listening.